Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast, featuring dream-accelerating inspiration. I'm Jeff Meyer, your host, author, entrepreneur, and coach. My goal with this podcast is to help you identify and clarify your own dream by taking wisdom from others' successes and challenges. If you're looking to take action on your dream, to make a difference doing something you love, but your fears are holding you back, then this podcast is for you. If you're interested in finding additional support, you can also check out my Dream Accelerator coaching program designed to help realize your full potential and reshape your future. As always, you can learn more about my Dream Accelerator program at jeffmeyer.org. Using my Dream Accelerating formula, heart-centered entrepreneurs can focus on their dream, name their fears, change their mindset, define their next, and move forward anyway. Well, welcome back, fellow successful dreamers, to another episode of the Move Forward Anyway podcast. We are so grateful to have another opportunity to talk to another superhuman um, that is pursuing a dream that is needed in the world. I am excited to meet for the first time during this conversation and have this conversation with Trisha Schweckel. Thank you so much for being here, Trisha. Uh, tell us about the, the dream. Tell us about yourself, uh, your husband. Uh, just give us an understanding of what's happening in Mayville, Wisconsin and in West Bend, Wisconsin, where this dream is happening. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, Jeff, thank you for this opportunity. My name is Trisha Schweckel. I live in West Bend. However, our business, Cornerstone Crossing Retreat and Resort, is located in Mabel, Wisconsin, which is in very close to the Horicon Marsh. Um, we're about 10 minutes from there. So it's a great location. Um, we had a vision. We had a child care center that was on the property and closed that down after 20 years. And in mm-hmm. 2019, decided that we would move forward and make this, uh, God just placed the right people in my path. I'm going to say that first. And we would move forward and we were going to make this building into a retreat house. Wow. And so tell me a little bit about the backdrop of the context of the closing of the childcare center, the daycare center after 20 years. Tell me what was going on that led to that decision um, I understand that wasn't a real comfortable decision. That was a hard decision to make. Tell me about that because sometimes dreams get sparked and they, they come out of hardship. They come out of grief and loss. So could you share a little bit about the, the context of that? Absolutely. I would love to. So I initially, so it was a childcare center. My parents started it, um, back in, um, I'm trying to think of 20 years ago. And um, it was my mom. It was my mom's vision. She was a child care provider and wanted to try uh, start this child care business. And my dad supported her and he built a, there was a, ho- a home on the property and he built a child care center off of that house. And mm. dad in 2010, unfortunately was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He um, passed away within five weeks of that diagnosis. So it was a hard time. It was like, we literally found out about it and I felt like he was gone. And at the time they were still running this childcare center. And it was, it was about, I think at that time, about 40 children that attended. And 
it was just hard for my mom. It was a hard time for our family. Um, I was working in the court system at the time because of the state. We weren't sure where my job was. So I thought, how hard can it be to run a child care center? <laughs> Lo and behold, it's harder than one thinks. So, Especially um, if it's not your dream, right? Amen. Amen. Yeah. yeah. But it was my parents' dream and I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't want it to fold. So I just thought, well, I'll step in and how hard can it be? I like to do books with, you know, so I stepped in and took it over and I ran the business for six years. It was, it was a very hard business to run. And I give people that run childcare centers so mm. much. Um, it's the turnover is hard. Parenting isn't like it used to be. Children are, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that come with childcare. So after six years, I decided that I was going to walk away from the business, but we kept the business running for three more years and had somebody run it for us. So in 2019, for a long time, my husband and I would talk about how this just was not going well, but we finally, I finally got up to the courage to tell my mom. And that was because it was, like you said, it was their dream. And I felt like I stepped in to take it over and, you know, kind of, I should continue it. And by that point, we had combined the two buildings. We had started another childcare center in the house. So we had 60 kids at the business. So not only was it hard to tell my mom, but it was hard because I knew Mabel's a small location and we had 60 kids that needed to get new placement. That's hard. Wow. It's very so hard. we finally decided that we just had to move forward and trust. Like these kids are going to be able to find the right location to be taken to, you know, and, and just literally trust. So in 2019, um, it was March of 2019, our building had flooded at that point. And I um, was working at a different business. And a lady that I was working with had just more or less said to me, what are you doing with, um, I told her and I said, you know, she asked, what are you going to do with this business? And I said, I don't know, but we're closing in June. So we closed in June of 2019 and somebody had given me the idea of like, why don't you make this a crafting retreat house? And I'm thinking, well, that's a crazy idea. Nobody does that. So, and then we started, so a week later we're in Belize and I told my husband, yeah, somebody thought we should make it a crafting retreat house. And he Googles it. And while we're in Belize, he's like, well, there's all these other locations that they do kind of the same thing. So maybe we should consider it. And um, we can talk more about it. But one thing I would like to say is while we're there, the guy, we had friends that lived in Belize and he had said a scripture reading to my husband with the word cornerstone in it. The next morning I'm in my devotional was the word cornerstone. So it was kind of like, okay, now I'm listening. It takes me a little bit. So yeah. So that's how the name came about. Cornerstone crossing. Correct. And so the dream, the spark or the Genesis, I like to ask that question a lot. Where did it come from? It came out of hardship. It came out of um, closing down the childcare center and then wondering what are we going to do with this building? Correct. And the idea came from somewhere else that sparked your imagination. And it got some confirmation from scripture reading from this repetitive word coming and, and you gave a name to it. And then, then what happened? You started to actually believe that this could happen. By the way, before I have you answer that question, 
What do you mean when you say a craft and retreat center? I don't know what that means. Okay, so we have, so there, like I said, there was a home on the build, there was a home on the property, and then we had the child care center. So ladies will go for the weekend and they'll go scrapbooking, quilting, um, knitting, and they bring their crafts to the home. And we have a craft room in the house and they'll come for the weekend and they'll just be together. There's a, um, there's room for 12 of them. And then they just craft there. Wow. So it's got a specific, it's got a specific focus. It's not just a retreat center, although I'm, I'm sure you're open to non crafters as well. Yes. And that's where this gets, it just has kind of blown away where yeah. we're all renting to. Because a, a non-crafty guy like me could still benefit from the retreat center. Absolutely. Wow, very cool. So tell tell me then what happened in June of 2019 when you said we're well, we're closing down the childcare. What happened that next morning after you said Cornerstone Crossing? That's an awesome name. And you started to believe in this vision. You started to really get excited about it. I could see it in your voice as you were talking about the name. The name gave you a little bit of a spark to keep pursuing it. What happened then? And it was that confirmation. And just knowing that I think we can actually do something with this. And again, and then, you know, we had the construction to do. So a while before this, I had befriended a gentleman on Facebook that I asked my husband, like, who is this guy? He wants to be friends with me. And it was a guy that my husband went to kindergarten with, and he was a builder. And when I put it out on Facebook, like I need a builder, he was the first to come forward and he was our builder. So everything was just coming into the right place at the right time. And again, just giving more and more confirmation of, I think that we, this is a possibility. And I was where you were like, Initially, I was like, do enough people scrapbook and quilt that this would be a possibility? I mean, I actually kind of thought to myself, this is a crazy idea. And then we looked into it and then more has come from that. So so you you did second guess yourself, which is very common at the beginning and sometimes in the middle of uh, pursuing a dream. Um, how did you... How did you uh, move forward anyway through that second guessing or that second voice that was telling you, this is nuts. This is a crazy idea. How did yeah, you keep moving forward? And we had people that were, I had plenty of people in my saying, yeah, you're kind of crazy to do this. Are you sure? You know, and questioning me on it. And I would say at that point, it was just a matter of having faith, having faith that let's try this. The, what's the worst that can happen? Let's pursue the stream. What's at the end of it, what it, what is the worst that can happen? We put the building up for sale and it's somebody's home at this point. So mm. cont- continue to move forward, continue to trust and continue to really brainstorm too. who could all utilize this building. Cause mm. if it's got 12 beds in it, it doesn't have to be 12 quilters. It doesn't have to be 12 scrapbookers, you know, mm. that was in, and really just talking it over and brainstorming with a lot of people. Like what, what how could we all utilize this building? So you had really had an experimental mindset that kept you 
moving forward, you were willing to say, all right, let's just try it. Let's uh, have a grand experiment. Um, in the Dream Accelerator, the program that, I, you, that I've developed to help uh, entrepreneurs and dreamers like yourself, we just had this conversation a week ago about when do you know that it's time to quit? You know, when is the, when do you know it's time that the experiment is over? And we had a really robust conversation about that, but you were just saying, there's no, there's no loss in this. There's no failure in this. We can always sell it. Let's just give it a shot and see what happens. And then did you open before the pandemic? I opened on March 15th and oh we got March 17th. <laughs> wow. So, so talk about needing to trust. So you opened two days before the shutdown. Yes. So our um on so on Saturday is when our open house was, and on Thursday is when all the schools in the state got shut down. So in about one, so I had a vendor fair scheduled for that weekend. I thought I would bring in a bunch of vendors, open the house up for everybody to see. And in one hour's time, I got seven people that had contacted me and said they didn't feel safe coming as a vendor. So we, and that was a question too, like, do we continue to move forward with this vendor fair open house? Or do we just yeah. say we were working 14 hour days at that point, trying to get it ready. And I just, I went with my gut and I, we, we opened that weekend and I had the vendor fair and I, I still had about 200 people show. Wow. Yeah. And then it was shut down. Yep. And then it was shut down. And, um, what happened during what happened emotionally for you and Larry, your husband? What happened emotionally for you during the pandemic? We had a really, really hard conversation. We had just that Friday paid off our or did the last of our loan for the business, paid off that. So we had, you know, we redid the whole property. So that next week, sitting down at our kitchen table, it is a time I'll never forget sitting down with him and just the hardness of it all. You know, yeah. we're here looking at, okay, this is going to be our monthly bills going out and we have no revenue coming in at this point. So how are we going to work through this? That was a hard conversation to have. And I can remember, I can remember it like it was yesterday, just the heaviness of it, of sitting at that table with all the numbers in front of it. And kind of like, now what? And what happened with those conversations? What what emerged for you as a way forward? It was beautiful. So it was so amazing. So I, so this would have been now like April or May. I had contacted, I was just contacting friends and I was having friends stay there and they were just paying me for their weekend stays. And that 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 little bit helped us get through like first couple of months. And then I went to a local business in Mabel and was talking about it. And um, the local grocery store in Mabel ended up giving um, $3,000 to each of the local businesses during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it was a fundraiser they were doing for local businesses, which at that point, I felt like it was such a huge blessing that we were in a small community because I felt like this, not that the big communities didn't care but it was a smaller community. They were helping out these small businesses so that people didn't fold. So even though it was that little bit amount, amount of money, it, it, it's, it just saved us for a couple more months. It kept us going for a couple more months. And then um, in July, so I'll back up a little bit. 
So then we really had to, okay, strategize, like, how are we going to get through this? How are we going to get through the next couple of months? And at that point, kind of at the, during the construction and at the end of the construction, we kept like, who can we rent to? Who, besides these, again, besides quilters and scrapbookers. So then we were like, we should put this out on Airbnb, VRBO, Verbal, whatever people, how do people call it? Mm -hmm. And we decided that let's do that. And in July, I had my first Airbnb. It was several gentlemen on the railroad um, that rented our place for several days. They were doing two different jobs in two different locations and meeting there at night. And I'll tell you to see that. And it seems so simple, but to see that railroad truck, like the ones that they use on the actual railroad in our driveway and all these men utilizing our building was like that aha moment of this is going to work and all those naysayers I want you to come and see this you know parking lot full of trucks because this is awesome so I'm not going to say it wasn't hard during COVID it was extremely hard it was a tough year but I had enough people that wanted to get away with small groups so we changed we tweaked our how many we required at the building stuff like that we tweaked it and you know what and and I'll tell you, it was a matter of having faith. I mm. do devotional every day. And it was for me to put that in place at that time in my life that if I'm, and I feel like it was a way for God to show people, people were asking me, how are you getting through this? And I would look at them and say, it's my faith. And yeah, I don't even, I, I don't like even was, know how. Every day. <laughs> yeah. And I feel <laughs> so like it was a way for God to use me too, you know, mm-hmm. you're sure people like, it's going to be okay. So what um, a lot of times with dreams, most of them that are heart centered dreams like yours, there is a um, there is a problem or a gap that you are solving uh, with your dream. There is a problem in the world that you're trying to um, solve and provide a solution for. What's the problem that you're solving with a cornerstone crossing? I truly believe that I'm just bringing people together in community. At this point, I feel like there's a lot of people that don't have that community or that need that community. And this is a beautiful place to do it. Wow. And what are the benefits that they receive by coming and being a part of community? I think as far as just being a part of a community, you're, you know, you, you have people that you can trust. You have people that you can fall back on um, the conversations that take place there the even the group the different groups of people I get to meet and that just get to bless each other with their presence I feel like Mm -hmm. right now especially the times we're in there's a lot of loneliness and there's a lot of hardships and there's and I won't say especially women but there are women that are truly suffering because they just don't have that community of people and I feel like this is a great place that you can get together you can relax for the weekend you can literally just retreat and just, you know, Mm -hmm. and take the weekend for yourself. I have it set up and um, I I think it's beautiful. And I get a lot of compliments on even the way I have it set up because I have areas that you can be by yourself. I have areas that you can be together and um, it's just a beautiful place to just relax. Tell me, uh, share with me some of the groups you shared with me, the the railroad guys, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I've had. Just share some of the different groups of people that have utilized the space. So I had um, 
I actually had a family that lived there for four months from February to June when it was really hard here in the state. They were between homes. So they actually lived there for four, four months. It was a month to month basis that we had them staying there. And then we ended up um, once we got our book through Airbnb, they, they, it was, um, you know, we both knew that then that would be the point that they would move out. And then that's when they ended up moving out. So I have had groups of holistic healers. Um, I had missionaries there two weeks ago. I've had um, UW Green Bay was there um, with some of their students for a student ministry that they do. And just groups of friends I've had there. Um, I just had a class reunion there of several gentlemen that went to the same college. So the it it just has just kind of blown up. Wow. So when you when you sit now late at night, um, when all the work's done for the day, and you sit with Larry, and you think about how this started, what kind of conversations do you have when you look back? We just had that conversation yesterday as I was finishing up for the day after we had renters in there, and I just said I just feel so blessed. Um, it again, it was childcare was hard. And it was hard to have 10 employees and it was, it, it was just a hard business to run. So do this and it just takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off of our family and it just feels like such a blessing. And in the meantime, like this weekend, I had women in there and I stopped in to visit them throughout the week or um, on Saturday, just even the people I get to meet, it's just such a, it's a huge blessing. That was going to be my next question is what are some of the unexpected, the unexpected results of pursuing this dream in faith and in trust? And you just mentioned one of them, you get to meet some really cool people. What are some other unexpected blessings that wouldn't have happened in your life or in Larry's life, your relationship, if you wouldn't have taken the step forward? Um, With him just retiring in April, just the freedom that we have together now on it, it still is a business. It's still, I still have to do the books. I still have to clean it, but the freedom that we have together and that we can, we can go and do some of the things that we want to do that. I'm not, I'm not at this business 60 hours a week. I can I have that freedom. So yeah. I, that is the biggest, that that's the biggest thing that we've noticed. And even the stress level, of it, it's, it's a lot less stressful and it, that makes a difference in a marriage. And you're partnering together, which Correct. were you doing that for the childcare side too? Yeah, he was, I, we call him our maintenance man and he still is. I don't know if he likes that still, but it's <laughs> Larry, the Larry, the maintenance guy. Amen. <laughs> I love it. Wow. So through it all, you've mentioned trust, faith, um, investors, um, people that truly support you. What are some other, um, some other places where you have received encouragement when you were doubting, when you were discouraged, when you were wondering if it's time to give up? I would say, um, I really just continuing on with the belief continuing to have this vision that I had and just believing in myself 
believing in this type of a business, mm -hmm. moving forward and every business, I feel like you have, you do, you have roadblocks, but moving past those roadblocks and just, and, and not listening to people was one of my biggest things. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I, if I listened to people and I would, you know, it would have been very easy to say, yeah, everybody thinks I'm crazy for doing this or not everybody, but there's a hand. Oh, yeah. Think like, what is she doing? Not just believing in myself, believing in this vision and moving forward. Regardless. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The um, one of the principles we teach in the uh, dream accelerator is to focus in times when we're doubting, when we're we're giving into our own resistance to our dream, which comes for all of us, it's really important to keep in mind our who. Who is this for? How will they benefit? And um, I'm thinking about the people, and you've only been at this a few, a couple of years. I mean, you're just getting started in some respects. Um, think about the people that have taken advantage and uh, come to Cornerstone Crossing. And share a couple stories of your who, the the people that are blessed by coming. Maybe they've given you feedback, or they've they've written you a thank you note, or they posted a testimonial on your website. What are the benefits that they're receiving? What are they saying that keeps fueling you to do this hard work to keep offering this for other people? Um, it and we get a lot of. Um five-star reviews from Airbnb. And I've and even talking to these women this weekend, just talking to them and hearing them about how, when they, when they came into the building and as they're staying in the building, just like one of the guys had in a review had mentioned how he can just feel the spirit there. That, that mm. was so amazing. Um, we've blessed each of the rooms. We've prayed over the business itself and just hearing them, people say how, what they've done there throughout their stay and how they've utilized the building. And during their, like this, this weekend, I was talking to some of the women when I went out on Saturday and they just couldn't say enough about the building and about all the different, everything. They just kept um, saying about how much they appreciated it. And you could just tell just the peace and just the enjoyment that they were having while they were there. And we have a backyard area that I redid the whole backyard. And I've had a lot of people comment when they go back there, just the calmness that they get and how they can just sit back and enjoy the space. Wow. So you have enough fuel to keep you going by looking at your who, you know, yeah. who are the other who's that are out there that will benefit from this. And, um, that's just really, really great. Well, this is this is tremendous. I want to book a time to come. <laughs> I want to bring some people and uh, and enjoy Cornerstone Crossing. I uh, a little a little uh, aside here. Um, I I didn't know one. My favorite bird in the world is a pelican. <coughs> Excuse me. And when we go to Florida or go on the beach, we're counting pelicans. We're watching them dive in the water. I never knew there were pelicans in Wisconsin. You wouldn't think you're like, what pelicans in Wisconsin? Yeah. White pelicans in Wisconsin. I saw in the Horicon Marsh. Yeah. So if you're, 
watching this or listening to this podcast, that's the kind of environment that's around uh, Mayville that people can experience. So very cool. How can people get in touch with you, find out more about Cornerstone Crossing Retreat and Resort Center or house? How can they, um, how can they find out more about what you're up to, Tricia? Um, they can visit my website. It's www.cornerstonecrossingretreatandresort.com. Um, they can reach me. I've got a Facebook page called Cornerstone Crossing. Um, and I do have, I, I have pamphlets available too, if anybody, um, if, if anybody has a use for a pamphlet. So, um, but yeah, just reach out in our building. Um, we have three bedrooms that sleep a total of 12. We have a dining room that seats 12. We have a full kitchen in the in there. We've got a full living room. We've got a craft room for 12 people with um, comfortable chairs. And that room is actually closed off if you're not a crafter. And then in our downstairs area, we have a about a thousand square foot multi-purpose room that can be used for whatever re, whatever type of retreat you're there for. If it be yoga, if it be um, I've got meetings coming up in there um, next week with women that will just be meeting, having meetings there throughout the day. Um, so whatever your need is, I feel like we can, you know, possibly take care of it. Wow. Do you have an email address? I do. It's cornerstone crossing, um, rnr at gmail.com. Awesome. I really appreciate the time, um, you've taken, I want to give you the last word today. And I want to ask you one of my favorite questions is, what would you like to say to those who are listening uh, to this podcast who are, they have a dream, they have an idea, they've maybe started to talk themselves out of it. They've listened to the voices telling them they're crazy, but they, they have this sense that it's not going away and that they could actually do this, but they're doubting. What would you say to them? I would tell them to listen to your heart, to listen to your heart, to pray about it, and to just ask God to lead them and to listen. One of my biggest things and one of my biggest issues, I think for a lot of us is listening to God and mm. truly, truly listening. And I felt like once I was, once I was able to take off, you know, to listen and to actually pursue this dream and move forward and listen to the right people and listen to yourself mm. and those naysayers out there, it's not their dream. It's your dream. And don't listen to them. Um, just pursue whatever you have on your heart. The dream wasn't given by a committee. Correct. <laughs> I read that yesterday in a post somewhere. Um, and you're the corner, literally in your story, cornerstone was given to you. It was given to you as a gift and um, it's been entrusted to you. Uh, so you're stewarding it well. Um, I'm very excited to hear about what you and Larry are doing. Um, God bless you for the rest and the, the relational community that you're giving to people. Um, I just pray that it will be a, a blessing for many, many years to come. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. And uh, I look forward to meeting you in person at Cornerstone Crossing one day. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. You bet. Have an awesome day. You as well. Thank you. Hey, fellow dreamer. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Head over to my website, jeffmeyer.org, for all of the show notes and links. 
And when you're ready to move from overthinking about your dream to actually taking action on it, consider joining the Dream Accelerator community. Our clients are getting crystal clear on their dream with our Dream Generator Vivid Description 5-Step Process. They're discovering the truth about fear and how to use it as fuel to take courageous steps in the right direction. And most importantly, they are walking a clear path forward because they have made an investment in themselves to confidently realize their dreams. The results are so inspiring. Having coaching and companions on the dream journey is crucial. Remember, fear will come, fear will stay. Move forward anyway.